You are now listening to the Luxury Agent Podcast, hosted by Juan Carlos Baronetti, where each week we go out there and interview the top luxury agents in the entire industry, and they tell us how they got started and how you could go out there and replicate their success. Sit back, enjoy the show, and as always, if you're looking for more coaching and mentoring on how to break into the luxury real estate scene, reach out to me on Instagram at Juan Goldbar. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Juan Carlos Baronetti. And for today, we have a very special guest, Sal Ventry, who runs the Sal Ventry team out of eXp Realty, is going to be joining us. And it's pretty impressive what he's done. He's been in the business for about 10 years. He sold over $165 million worth of real estate. And uh, he specializes in luxury real estate out of Jersey Shore. So uh, I'm not going to go ahead and talk too much about him. I just want to uh, get him on board so we could go out there and discuss some really cool facts about how we got into the business, stuff like that. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Sal, what's going on? How are you, man? I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Anytime. And I came across you on Instagram and I've kind of been following you for a while now, but I think this is the first time we've actually connected. And I think it's really cool. How everything played out. Yeah, I love it. I, and you're a fellow EXP guy. I yeah. So so I noticed you used to be part of another company you transitioned recently. How long have you been with EXP for now? Actually, April 1st was my anniversary of one year. So it's been just over one year. Nice. No kidding. That, that's really good stuff. I think EXPA just needs more luxury people to represent them yeah. on behalf yeah. of that entire niche. And uh, you're doing a great job doing it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So let's go ahead and just give the audience a quick little story in terms of who you are, what you're about, and how you got started in real estate. Yeah. Obviously, my name is Sal Ventry. I run the Ventry team in New Jersey. We cover all of New Jersey, but predominantly our main focus area is like is the Jersey Shore. I'm sure everyone saw the TV show on MTV. Yes, I'm friends with those guys. I grew up there, literally grew up in the town that show was filmed. We do a business along the coast there, a lot of beach properties, a lot of waterfront type of stuff. Since joining EXP, my team went from seven agents to 30 in just about a year. And we also expanded into South Florida. So that's been super exciting. I'm in my 10th year. So September will be my 10 year anniversary. I got in the business like days before Hurricane Sandy crushed New Jersey and just wiped out all the homes. So that was a, a fun and interesting time to get into real estate. But yeah, so t about 10 years now, I've had a team for about five years. And predominantly now my personal main focus is running my team and handling any listings over a million dollars. I love it, man. And now in regards to you getting started, what did you do before this? Were you like just getting out of school or did you have a job prior to so this? I, I've actually never had a, a real job, right? I've never gotten, I've never gotten paid a salary or a paycheck for anything. I've always just been very entrepreneurial and had different things going on. And so out of college, my senior year of college, I partnered up with two of my roommates and we started a business actually on the boardwalk in the, on the, in the Jersey shore, which lasted about one summer didn't go too, too well. We kind of went our separate ways. I then rolled that into starting a frozen yogurt business where like you make all the yogurt yourself, you pay by the weight at the end. And so I, I, I had, uh, I generated some investment money to open that when I was right out of college. And I had that for about two years. That's when I stumbled upon the classic book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad that we've all heard of. So that sparked my interest in real estate. And I decided to get my real estate license, not ever planning to get out of the yogurt business, but I just wanted to get into real estate investing and things. And I honestly got addicted to the real estate business. I was fortunate enough to be introduced to some really good people. My broker at the time who, who hired me and I sold my first house fairly quickly. It was definitely on accident or luck, whatever you want to call it, because I wasn't that good. But I, I sold my first house fairly quickly and I just got addicted 
addicted to it. So I sold my prior business within six months and I've been doing it full time since then. No kidding. So you're like a natural born entrepreneur. You've always been in sales. You've always been working yeah. commission based. What was it about real estate that just really gave you that rush that said, you know what, I'm going to do this? Two things. I think number one is the ability to work with all sorts of different people. I feel that I can adjust my personality and become the person that they're looking to work with really well. So I like working with all different personalities. And then let's be 100% transparent. The money isn't too bad either. So I saw that it could be really lucrative. And I just, I just got addicted. to. I don't know. It was just something about it that was very exciting. I will say it was right around the time 10 years ago it was right around the time that shows like million dollar listing and things were getting popular. So being a real estate agent started to become a little more glamorous. Growing up, whenever I thought real estate agent, I thought 65 year old retiree. And so I was just like, you know what, this is cool. And, and at the time, again, 10 years ago, it was just on the cusp of when real estate was starting to get like sexy. And so no one that I knew was doing it yet. So I saw an opportunity to, to be the first one to do that. It's funny you mentioned that when I got started, which was six years ago, back in 2016, um, it wasn't a thing yet where like being a real estate agent was popular. And then as these shows became more prominent and social media obviously took off. Yeah, it seems to be like a career that a lot of people want to get into out of high school. So I think it's pretty cool. But no, th there's a lot to work off on of what you just said in regards to luxury, right? Because in essence, a lot of people want to get into real estate and they see the selling sunsets and the selling Tampa and the million dollar listings and the million dollar right. beach houses. And they all think, well, real estate is like this everywhere. And you just go out there, you pull up in the Lamborghini, you're selling a $4 million house, 6% sure. commission, easy quarter mill. I'm assuming it's not like that. It's not like that at all. I didn't sell my first million dollar house until I was, I think, four years in the business. So it took me a while. And honestly, I struggled just in general for the first two or so years. There were many times that I contemplated getting out of the business. And fortunately, like I said, I was just always surrounded by some good people and caught a few lucky breaks and, and that kept me in the business. And then once I really dialed in, I got my real estate license. I was 22 years old. I was hanging out with friends. I was partying. I was chasing girls. I was doing that type of stuff. Once I got really serious and someone grabbed me and they were like, Hey, you have an opportunity to, to do really big things in real estate, but you've got to really get serious and you have to treat this like the profession that it is and the opportunity that you have in front of you. That's when everything changed. I completely got super strict on my calendar, my daily routine. And from years three to four in the business, I went from selling 15 homes in year three to 47 in year four. And then it's just been skyrocketing from there. It's been catapulted from there. And let's just talk about some of those habits, right? Because same thing yeah. happened with me. I think my first year I sold one house. Following year, I went on to 12, then 24, then 48. And it's just been taken off from there. What are some of the habits that you implemented that caused that transition to really triple your volume up? Yeah. So I think the main thing was I started pre-planning out my days and weeks. And so I was in the routine like most real estate agents are when they first get into the business where they come into the office or they don't come at all, but they come into the office and they just wing it. They have nothing scheduled or planned to do. They open their computer. They look at the MLS. They scroll around on social media and they just look around and they're like, I got nothing to do. And I stopped doing that. I started spending my, my nighttime hours. So the hours that I were from six, seven at night to midnight, instead of going out and, and going to the bar with friends, I started researching the real estate business and really just writing down 
all the different things that I could do to generate business and to increase just my brand and everything else. And then I started to say, okay, I'm going to work on this thing tomorrow, this thing the next day, this thing the following. And this way, when I went to work and woke up in the morning, I had a purpose and I had a direction and I had something that I can actually work on. And for me, one of the things that was huge was I always tied an end goal to my day. So one of the things that I, I never wanted to do that someone taught me early on was a lot of people go into the office or they start a work day and they're busy, right? All day long, they get done with the day and they're like, oh my gosh, I was so busy, but they're not actually productive. And I started putting an end goal to where, hey, my day is not over until I speak to X amount of sellers or I get X amount of appointments or when sometimes that meant my day was over in two hours, but sometimes that meant I was working until midnight. And so that, that really helped me. No, I love that. And now in regards to you going out there and building this incredible brand, you've really come to the point where a lot of people haven't seen that Rocky workout scene where you were putting in those hours and writing down the goals and setting that up. And they look yep. at you now and they must think, wow, he's got it easy. He's selling a million dollar house here, three million dollar house there. Like describe it, like what that journey was like. Cause um, you said from zero to the first two, three years, you only sold what? 15 houses. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, from 15, uh, from, from third year three to like year five, then it took off. But from year five to year 10, I'm sure that was a grind as well. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Once I started doing really well in my fourth and fifth year and started selling 40, 50, 60 homes a year and, and making really good money, then it transitioned into like, holy shit, I, I, I have to keep doing this and I can't lose this. Right <laughs> now there's this whole other fear and like pressure and motivation. And that honestly helped me though, because I now I'll be honest with you. I, I outwork every single one of my employees and, and people because I don't want to lose what I have. And yeah, I mean, those first couple of years were a struggle. I remember distinctively my second, in middle of my second year, I literally went to, and it's very humbling to admit, I literally went to the pawn shop and started selling things to pay my bill. Now, fast forward seven, eight years later, I've got like multiple millions of dollars in homes, a, a brand new G-Wagon. I just bought a boat. Like things are okay. And I know I'm not saying like monetarily wise, but it was a struggle, man. I had no money. I had no connections, no handouts and things. And so I just hustled and it can happen, right? Like to everyone out there that's struggling in years one and two, like if you stick it out, if you're willing to put in the work, my favorite saying is just, you need a little bit of luck in this business. You gotta be in the right place at the right time. So I just forced myself to always be in the right place. And so then eventually it happened to be my time. No, I love that. Cause it's crazy how 90% of the agents quit within the first two years. And yeah. if you were to quit based on your success that you had in your first two years, hey, by those measures, right? You would have said, I might as well not be in this business. But right. it's what happens years three, four, five, and six that really takes you to the next level. And then from six to 10, it never gets easier, but it gets simpler. It just becomes something that you just know how to do. You have the expertise, you have the wisdom. So I love that, man. It's a true rags to riches story. And hey, the G-Wagon doesn't hurt. So no, it's always no. <laughs> cool, man. Listen, tell everyone, in regards to like your price ranges, what's your average price range now? And what are you working with on the luxury side? Yeah, so my team handles everything. Our average price point on the team is probably 450. For myself, I, I usually pass, I usually give out any business under a million dollars to my team. Anything over that I'll handle, unless it's like a very personal friend or, or something like that. So that's predominantly what I'm focusing on. And I'll be honest with you, just a really quick thing, like that first 
house that I sold over a million dollars. It wasn't the first time that I'd worked with a million dollar client. I had worked with many million dollar clients, even had million dollar listings that never sold. And I had it in my head, like, maybe that's just not for me. Maybe I'll just be the guy that cranks out like the average two, $300,000 houses. And that's cool. I literally wrote myself off. Like I could never do it. And then eventually I did. And I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. And now I only do a million plus. I, I love that. So a lot of the guests we've had have been uh, solo agents and they're going out there and doing all the luxury real estate themselves. But I always said to myself, there's a huge market in the lower price ranges as well. So I like how you hand that off to your team and you yeah. take care of the bigger stuff. Now, as far as going out there and selling, let's say a $2 million property versus selling that $400,000 home, like what's the actual difference? I would say two things. Number one, typically the clientele is, so the person that is a homeowner of a three, $400,000 house, typically on average has a different type of career, has a different lifestyle and, and structure. And they're the people that are selling the two, three, four, five million dollar plus homes. They're typically business owners. They're typically people that are used to being in charge. They're used to running the show. When I'm doing anything in that average price point range, I have a lot of freedom and control over the process. They don't really second guess what I'm doing. They know that I'm the expert and they just let me run with it and do my thing. When I'm in that multi-million dollar price range, I know that I have to be very diligent in explaining everything I'm doing with my clients, overly communicating with them, being patient and understanding that they're typically the one that is in control. So when they get into that character, I just shut my mouth and let them go. And I kind of just become the punching bag for a little bit and it's okay. So that's the main thing. I do think that when it comes time to selling those particular homes, there has to be a little bit more attention to detail on the multi-million dollar properties because a lot of times there's just different qualities of finishes and things that can drastically change the price or value of a home that you need to know. You need to know different architectural styles and different finishes and you need to be more educated and a little bit more of an expert in my opinion at that price point. So there's a different level of professionalism pretty much from that price range to the other. I, yeah, I would say so. Really cool. And now what would be your advice to, let's say there's a brand new agent that gets out there um, and they just got their license, let's say two weeks ago, and they're ambitious, they're driven, they're going to go out there and do whatever it takes to succeed. Do you recommend they start up with a lower price range or do you recommend they just jump into the luxury? I recommend you start in the average price range. Now, look, you're not going to turn down a million dollar listing, but I, I don't recommend that you put all your efforts into getting the, that type of business only because as real estate agents, the, the client, the consumer, they can hire any agent, right? They have their pick of any of them. For the most part, we're all very similar in commission. And so for someone that's going to hand over a multi-million dollar asset, probably most times their largest asset, something that they've worked their entire lives to obtain, to put that in the hands of someone that has no experience, it's very, the, the odds of someone doing that are slim to none. And so I've always thought that the best approach was to get some experience, show them that you know what you're doing, you can handle the process well, and then to get your first million dollar deal, take on a client or a listing that no one else wants. Maybe it's a house that has been on the market for three years and it's expired. It's been with six agents. Maybe it's a FISBO that's way overpriced or whatever the case is. Take that listing on and just use it as, I don't want to say experiment, but use it as an example to show everyone else what you can. So go above and beyond on that marketing. 
spend, max out your credit cards to spend on the marketing, do anything that you can to show people, hey, look, if you give me a chance on your million dollar listing, this is the results that I can provide. This is what I can do for you. I love that. And then the other thing is, instead of going out there and avoiding multi-million dollar listings, why not go out there and partner with someone like you, where if they are like the New Jersey market, they could come on you, you guys could co-list it together. Hey, they get half the commission, but now they have an expert that's next to them, guiding them through the entire process. They learn, they get the credibility. It's a win-win on both sides. Even more so, if you're new, do it for free. Ask a luxury agent to just help. Ask them to help with their open house. Can I shadow your showings? Can I do anything just to get in the door, just to get some opportunity and exposure and experience in that price point, just to get the experience to talk to those people in that price point? You know how many times I've worked for free? And I think that's a huge reason why I am where I am now. No, I think a lot of people treat this as I'm going to get into this uh, business and I'm going to get paid like I have a salary next week. But yeah, the first two years, if you look at any business, whether it's a restaurant or you're starting a corner retail store, the first two years usually aren't profitable. So if you treat it as a learning experience and you're getting the best mentorship, uh, I think you're spot on. But uh, no, this is really great stuff. Any tips that you recommend for agents who want to scale their business? One thing you'd have to go out there and advise to really flip on that switch and get their production to the next level. Yeah, um, real estate's a popularity contest. If you are not talking to people and meeting new people every day and having conversations, like real live conversations with new people every day and looking for opportunities, it's going to be difficult. I see a lot of agents that want to just stick to themselves. They, the only communication they do all day is a text message or, or a DM. And it's just, I don't know how you're ever going to do business. You have to physically speak to people and as many people as you can possibly speak to every day. I tell all my agents, you didn't work today if you didn't go out there and meet or speak to five people that are now in your database. At Why? Least, yeah. Because you could go out there and as mentioned, go on the MLS and find things that'll just be busy of your time and just send out emails and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we're in a contact sport and you better be speaking to people, building relationships and nurturing them. But Sal, this is all great stuff. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Anything else you want to tell the audience as far as getting started in this business or reaching out to you? No, I would say if you are getting started in the business, I do think joining a team is a good way to go. It can ramp up that, ex that experience pretty quickly. And it's good to have that culture and camaraderie and learn from other people. So that's what I would recommend as a new agent. And just be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. I love it. And then one last thing before we end off, one book recommendation that you'd have to give. Okay. Obviously, I already dropped the Rich Dad, Poor Dad thing. That was a great one. Jeez. Right now, I'm really into a book that's called Ready, Fire, Aim, but it's a little bit geared toward- Great maybe, book. Great yeah, book, by the way. Yeah. Book. Um, maybe not the best for a real estate agent, but I will say I, I do. And and if I think this is an easier read for a new brand new agent. It's a little fun. Um, Ryan Serhant's books, I think, are, are pretty good. I like his first book more than his second one. And I think Josh Altman has a really good book as well. So those are like fun, easy to read books for real estate agents. They're motivating. But once you want to get down into the nitty gritty, there's a lot of stuff too. And if, if anyone wants to ask me, you can always DM me, reach out anytime. Love it. And then what's your Instagram handle? Just to be okay to hold of you. Just Sal Ventry, at Sal Ventry, S-A-L-V-E-N-C-R-E. Awesome. Sal, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to go ahead and put all of your information and your website in the show notes so that if you are interested in learning more about Sal's team or just going out and partnering with him, they could reach out to you as well.